Welcome back to Basketball is Religion with the Gons and Big Matt. Happy Easter. On today's episode, the Gons and I discussed and predict the NBA play-in tournament and current playoff matchups. We get into the wild scene in Minnesota and its impact on the game this Tuesday against the Lakers. Finally, I have a discussion with friend of the podcast, Hosue, about the end of the Utah Jazz season and what to expect from the Lakers moving into the playoffs. Let's get into it. Gons, how have you been? Easter, happy Easter, my brother. It's um, I, it's a great day. It's like it's been so rainy, and this weekend has been so nice, so sunny. Great day. I mean, the park by my house is just packed. Um, you know, got to spend my first uh, first Easter with my my kid. Right, it was like thirteen months. He had a he had a blast, and he's doing more and more. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and then I was a little disappointed that there wasn't as many stipulations in the games today. I wish there would have been more. Um, but with that said, I'm excited for Tuesday. So you had a, did you do Easter, like Easter baskets, Easter egg hunt with, with your son today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to my sister's in Brea, um, California right at 10 a.m. And then uh, we all brought like a potluck dish. And my wife volunteered for our bacon. And where are you going to get like 60 chips of bacon? Like it's not, you don't make that much bacon, right? When you, when you have a kid. So now you have to get it catered. It ended up being like a $90 dish that we had to bring. And I'm like, you could have chose potatoes. Like potatoes, we, we could have just made. You could have chose something else, but you chose bacon, which is like, how do you make that many strips of bacon? You don't, you have to buy it. So um, it was just funny that that was a situation and we were trying to be cheap and we still ended up paying 90 bucks to bring bacon. Um, we did the Easter egg hunt. It was good. My two nephews. So my brother-in-law side, our side, we were done by two. They did my walk, did my gym, took a shower, fresh out of the shower for you, Matt. Looking good um, and ready to go here, man. Tell me about your day, bro. I heard you saw Super Mario. Is that true? Yeah, we usually have a family thing for Easter, but you know, my wife and I just decided to just kind of skip that this year based off of what kind of happened last year. We kind of just weren't ready for that yet. So, yes. So we made it a little more low key this year. No Easter egg hunt like that. Um, you know, my, my son right now is is 14, so he wouldn't participate in that. My daughter, unfortunately, was a little bit uh, disappointed not be, not being able to participate in that. But we move on. Hopefully next year we'll, we'll get that going again. Yes, I did go see Super Mario Brothers. Seven and a half out of ten. Pretty good movie. Pretty solid. Wow. Good, good, good kids movie. I mean, wow. if you played Super Mario as a kid, you know, you see all the Easter eggs. That's kind of what I was looking out for. Like it was, it's funny because the last movie I saw before Super Mario was John Wick. And that was three hours long. So seeing a movie just go beat just really quickly as opposed to just taking its time and the action scene then takes its time to get to the next one. It's just, it was just, just a stark contrast from two different movies. But overall, I had a, I had a good time watching that movie. Earl was right. Was right. Um, I wasn't originally going to go see it, but based off his positive um, review, you know, f- figured I'd go see that with the kids today. Um, luckily, the theater wasn't too packed. Cool, man. That sounds like a good time. I both of those are on my list. There's I want to see Air, I want to see John Wick, um, and I want to see Super Mario. But we don't like. At what age, Matt? Can I take my son to the movie theater? Is it like four, five? Like when am I going to go to the movies again? We, we they were there. I think the kids like the like the youngest kids are about three or four. I wouldn't recommend because they're also looking at how the attention span of kids these days. 
Um, you, you know, usually if you you pop a kid down for somewhere for ninety minutes, you're not going to hold their attention. You're maybe leaving halfway through, or you're know, watching thirty minutes and going outside, calming them down, and bringing them back in. I would say four to five. Uh, five probably yeah. being the the more of a the better age, but then with the this day and age of raising kids on YouTube, they don't have an inten- attention span for more than ten minutes before they move on to something else. So it's really tough. I you know I would say five, but again, other you might be raising kids differently, and then they'll, they'll be fine at five. I remember I took my my daughter to go watch Guardians of the Galaxy Part Two, and she couldn't really last all the way through. And I believe that was she was about four or five at the time. So. It's well, that one's a little. Even I get a little confused with that one, man. That that's a little. It's a little out. That's a, that's not an easy plot to to understand. Oh, for sure. But they're really just going there for the action. They're not really there to follow yeah. anything. But it's more of like, if you're gonna do a first movie with the kids, just make sure it's something that you're gonna you want to remember. You don't want to be like, oh, I went to go see this, you know, crappy movie like like a trolls movie or something that you know. No, like a Toy Story yeah, right? type. It's kind of in. Yeah, I got gotcha. All right. Today was interesting. Uh, we are recording after the uh, last, the end of, end of the regular season, so all the playing games uh, for the East and West were set. Actually, the East was actually um, decided on two day, uh, yesterday two, or two days ago, as I should say. Um, so as far as anything interesting happening, it was all out west. All e- the East was pretty much already figured out by the time we hit today. Today was really figuring out. Um, fifth seed through the tenth seed. So whether it was the, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, and I'll, I'll, actually also the Thunder had kind of been locked into the tenth seed there. So just determining the order of those five teams. Um, towards you know three thirty, I got out of the movie. Was kind of following that, so I got to watch a little bit of the Pelicans and Timberwolves ending, and then we're going to touch on what happened kind of more halftime with the Timberwolves. I'm just honestly shocked they pulled that game out, and then the Laker game, and then what happened at the end of the the Suns and Clippers game. Gons, did you get to watch any of the games or follow any of those games going on? You know, around that three thirty four three thirty four four o'clock p.m. or actually before that, maybe three o'clock. What was going on during that time? All right, so I got to watch both games, man. I watched the Lakers game and the Clippers game, obviously, because they're televised local games. Um, I, I do know there were some ESPN games. Um, once I saw the Warriors take a commanding lead, I kind of stopped watching the Laker game. Um, so with all that said, I tune in and out. But the biggest news that caught my eye was what happened with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Like, that was just nuts. That's stupidity. How stupid can you be? Uh, and and I, I don't think the NBA can do anything here, right? But, I mean, uh, I think Minnesota handled it well. They sent him home. So now they don't got to worry about getting having pressure for any additional re- repercussions. Okay, so officially, I'll read Adrian Wojnarowski and Andrew Lopez of ESPN. I'll read the first part of their article so everyone can kind of follow along with what happened in Minnesota today. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves spiraled into a state of chaos on Sunday as they lost breakout for Jaden McDaniels for the season with a fractured right hand after he punched a wall in frustration and faced the possibility that center Rudy Gobert could be leveled with the team suspension for Tuesday's Western Conference play-in game against the Los Angeles Lakers for striking teammate Kyle Anderson in the huddle, sources told ESPN on Sunday night. 
um, regardless of what happened, the Timberwolves actually end up defeating the New Orleans Pelicans to secure the eighth seed. So they'll be playing the Lakers on Tuesday. So just for posterity, put that out there. That's what officially happened. Uh, Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson, slow-mo, his nickname, got into a scuffle on the bench. Um, they, uh, Rudy Bear, uh, Kyle Anderson told Rudy Gobert to block some shots. Rudy Gobert uh, told Kyle Anderson to get some rebounds. And then Kyle Anderson called, like, said, S, um, shut the F up, B. And that's what kind of led to Rudy Gobert punching um, slow-mo in the chest. And what led to um, Rudy Gobert being exiled to the the back. And actually, they sent, they sent him home home. So um, he there was a report that Rudy Gobert did send a apology via text message to his teammates in a group chat saying that he was sorry. There's no official word if he'll be playing on Tuesday or not, but we know Jaden McDaniels is going to be out because he fractured his hand hitting a wall. So what are what it's what are your uh, thoughts on this one, Gons? About the about okay, this- dude, he's going to play. There's no way he's not. The team's not going to suspend him for the playoffs. That's monkey business. Well, well, at least for one game. Like if no, why? They're not going to do that. What? How would it benefit them? In what? In in what situation? In all honesty, right. Like as a as a Laker fan going into this game, I would prefer them actually have Rudy Gobert because Anthony Davis tortures Rudy Gobert whenever he plays them. And if they go small, they have a shot to beat the Lakers because they can shoot. They have the possibility of shooting a lot of threes. So them having Rudy Gobert might actually be okay. And we can talk about that a little bit later. But should they suspend him? I actually think they should suspend him. It's a bad look for the league. Why are you punching a teammate in the bench? Like I don't. I, I think if the NBA doesn't league suspend him, no they, have, jurisdic- they have to suspend him at least no, one game. At least one. League has no jurisdiction here. League has no. jurisdiction. Why not? That's a. It's a other. It's an. It's a player punching actually, his teammate. Could be if he punched another opponent. Of course he would get. He would get suspended. But he punched his own teammate. That's not a good look for the NBA. If the Timberwolves don't suspend him, I think the NBA will at least just just for one game. You know what? You're right. I was thinking about the practice incident with Jordan Poole and Draymond. Um, and that that is not NBA jurisdiction, but this was a televised game, you know, and you're right. Kids saw it and to let let it go without, you know, I could see a really hefty fine. Um, but by taking him out this next game, you're pretty much dictating the future of, of uh, it's not it wouldn't be fair. Like, I'd be upset, like even as a Lakers fan, like let him play. He didn't. I don't know, man. I saw the video. It didn't even look like a punch, man. It looked like he was just like a shove, like a Rudy shove, like our friend Rudy. You know, he does the whole nod on the shoulder type of deal. I mean, it looked like that. It wasn't really a punch. Um, but with that being said, I saw everyone else get so pissed and they all wanted, they all sided with Winslow. Like, um, but if we don't even look at Gobert, McDaniels being out is a big deal. That that him being out is a big is the is a bigger deal between the two, because Jaden McDaniels is a superior wing defender, superior Defensive perimeter defender. Stud, yes. He's really good, like on the level of OG Ananobi, maybe maybe this is a tick lower than him. But yeah, him being out is uh, for that Laker game that that that's troubling for them for sure. Yeah, so for that reason alone, I think the Lakers are gonna win, whether Gobert is in or out, because. I don't know. I don't know that Anthony ever. I mean, you have Anthony Edwards, right? Towns since coming back, he's he's been all right. I, I just don't. 
everything's looking like it's in the Lakers' favor. So I'm very excited about it. I guess let's get into that game a little bit too. So let's say I'll call that Gobert's out. Let's just say he's out because okay. if, if they don't suspend him, I think the NBA will suspend him, like you said, with the Draymond thing, which I, uh, uh, there's a funny antidote there too. I'll get into a little bit later on. But yeah, so I think they're, let's say he's suspended at least this game. He might be, he might play in the next game. Who knows? But regardless, you have talent. Like at the end of that game I saw between the Wolves and the Pelicans was both teams were really nervous or just played really badly. The, the Pelicans couldn't hit a shot. The Wolves really tried to give it to them at the end of that game. Luckily, Anthony Edwards did a couple plays to kind of push them ahead, but overall, the Pelicans couldn't couldn't throw a pee in the ocean. They were just really terrible. So, I think the Pelicans are still a superior team than the Wolves, regardless of what happened today in, in today's matchup. But yeah, um, I don't see a scenario where the Wolves beat the Lakers um, on Tuesday when they play. I, the Lakers, if they play seriously and everyone's on, like even if they, I don't think they'll need to have Schroeder on that game, honestly. You just have Rui Hachimura or Vanderbilt just take out Edwards, and then you really don't even need to put AD on on um onto um Anthony Town Ta- Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns was being guarded by Herb Jones, and he's like six inches shorter than him, and he couldn't post him up. That was just drawing. He was playing so small. So yes, the Timberwolves did win the season series against the Lakers. The Lakers did beat them the last time, but yeah, I don't. Think there should be any issues with the Lakers beating the Timberwolves? So I, I think you said that too. And anything else you want to add to that? Well, I guess um, I don't. I, yeah, I, I guess I just don't see how the Lakers lose this game. But let me ask you this: How is how important is that they win this game versus win the the next game? Because right, they still got a shot if they lose here. See that—that um, that was that, that's when we go back to our previous podcast here, right? Like, who would you rather face between the Grizzlies and the and the Nuggets? You said the Grizzlies, I said the Nuggets. Yes, but I mean, at this point, you don't lose anything because well, no, but like it, that, that, that's still kind of it's, it's still pre- it's still good now. Like, given that the the Grizzlies don't have Brandon Clark, they don't have Adams is officially gone for the playoffs, which he's he he's, he would be definitely be needed to to guard against Anthony Davis come playoff time. Triple J can't do it all. Um, down down low against AD. So, at this point, I think I would kind of go towards your end and try to, I would prefer the Grizzlies over the Nuggets. So, I think it's imperative that the Lakers do try to win this one convincingly and not show because the Lakers, yes, they won two out of three, but they have they've looked really shaky. Um, since that since that Rockets game, the the both Jazz games looked really shaky, and then the Clippers game they lost. So they kind of have to get back into it, be serious, win that game convincingly. Do you agree? Yes, a hundred percent. But um, man, I feel sorry for the Clippers. I mean, I, to, not to digress, but ooh, you're going against the Suns. I, I do, and Paul George won't be ready in time. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Let's talk about the plan first before we get to that one, because that's okay. that's something I want to get into a little bit too with the with the Clippers. So the other, I guess the we'll, we'll run through this other other matchups as well. So on Wednesday we have the nine ten matchup to see who will who'll play the loser of the Lakers versus Timberwolves matchup. You have the Pelicans versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Pelicans won't have Zion until. Zion's probably going to be out the whole playoffs, even if they make it. Um, really? Even because the playoffs would start on Saturday, he wouldn't be ready by then. That's what the reports say. The reports from Woe saying he's not even ramping up. 
So I would say he wouldn't like just to guess based off all of this reporting. I don't think he'd be back till maybe second round. I don't think he'd play in the first round, honestly, because he ha- okay. he'd have to ramp up. Because he can't just go, I'm you know with my injury and then go straight into a playoff level game. No way, no way. So who who do you who do you like between the Pelicans and the Thunder? I, I I like the Pelicans. I think they have two. They have a lot of weapons, despite um, you know going against Oklahoma and, and SGA. Again, I, I had mentioned last pod, watch out for Ingram. I think he's really gonna um, excel here, and I think he's gonna he's gonna destroy. Yeah, he had forty two against against the Timberwolves. Forty two. Yeah, couldn't hit. He couldn't, couldn't well, hit his shots down the shots, but he had forty two. He's on another level, man. And if his shots going, like he's just gonna destroy any opponent so um yeah i got the pelicans winning that one all right then you have that rematch between the wolves and pelicans who who do you like there to take on the nuggets oh that is gonna be a good game both teams have talent i would give the edge because i want a better series against denver I would I would want Minnesota to win. I think Carl Anthony Towns and Gobert will give Jokic a much harder time than a team um like the Pelicans, right? Because they Pelicans have is it Valentunis? Uh yeah. Jonas Valentunis, the Pelicans have him, yes. He's okay. He's good. He's okay. But not go I mean Gobert would 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 d- disturb would disturb Jokic. And and you still got Cat and Anthony Edwards is athletic. Um, you know, I and you got your little nasty Austin Rivers that like is kind of like a um, you know, that little bug that that I could see him getting some offensive fouls. I I like Minnesota winning that. Because of what I said earlier today, I can't really go against what I just said five minutes ago. So I'm going to pick pick the Pelicans in that game. I think they finally, you know, it was just a few bounces, a few shots here and there that they, they got a, a few wide open threes, a few wide open layups. They just blew at the end of that game. So I'll go with the Pelicans there. But I think you're right. The The Wolves would give Denver a harder a harder shot because they do have, the, the like, at least they do have Gobert to put in front of Jokic. You're right about that. Yeah, I mean, that could be an upset. Like that, I think that could that's be the thing. What, I know. what the Wolves are missing this year, like what they had last year, was that I hate to say it, but Pat Bev, like that sort of spark, that sort of like, hey, this guy is a little nuts. Kind of have it with Austin Rivers, yeah, like, a little bit, Austin, like he, he, a little bit. No, but like the the adage, yes, he will be like NBA Twitter made fun of him for celebrating so hard for being the Clippers in that seven eight game last year, but like that gave him that spark that like, hey, let's. You know, even though we're the inferior team, we're gonna go in there and you know do really well. Like, yes, he had delusions of grandeur, but they had a spark. They almost beat the the Grizzlies last year. A few bounces, a few games here and there, they could have beat they could have beaten them. So, I mean, the Timberwolves are good, but they're, they're like, if do you think Austin Rivers could be that sort of spark? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. A little bit, maybe half. Um, this is all in Anthony Edwards, though. Yep. Like, this needs to be his coming out party. Um, just like it's Ingram's, like it's all on him, you know. I think we've determined that Cat is not isn't a one; he's like a a, a two, um, you know. So it's all that. It's Anthony Edwards against Brandon Ingram. Let's go. I agree. I agree. 
Anthony Edwards, he did well towards the end of the season, but then he kind of tapered off there towards the end, the last part of the season. So that middle of the season, he did well. well hopefully, he proves himself as the as an alpha dog type player. Maybe this playoffs, maybe they can they can upset the Denver Nuggets. We'll kind of get into that a little bit later. Let's move on to the East. Uh, you have the. Uh, Miami Heat versus the Atlanta Hawks. I guess my question to you would be, do the Hawks have any shot at beating the Heat um, on, on Tuesday? Is Jimmy Butler healthy? Uh, let's assume. I think everybody's healthy. There's no reason. they. I, I haven't heard anything otherwise that they wouldn't be healthy. Then, then Miami yeah. wins. Like, <clears throat> you could see Trey Young going nuts for one game. And DeWante Murray. And just, yeah, DeWante, yeah, 100% they could do nuts. Not enough. But, like... But with the Heat's experience, like I said, the Heat could potentially beat Boston. They were a three-pointer away from doing it last season. So, you know, I'm, if that does happen, I'm that might be my upset pick as far as the Eastern Conference picking the Heat over the Celtics. But I agree the Heat will win this game uh, on Tuesday. The 9-10 matchup is actually a matchup between my sleeper team from earlier this season, the Toronto Raptors versus your sleeper team, your you know the team that you really like in the Eastern Conference, the Chicago Bulls. Who wins that matchup? Okay, so Nick Nurse has been very vocal with the media, and he's like, look, and even after this season, I'm going to step away and reassess where I'm at. That team is it, it's waiting to crash. I think it's there's nothing going to happen with it. Um, Bulls convincingly win this game. I just think Toronto doesn't have an identity right now. They have players that play hard, but I don't see them getting past the Bulls here. I, Bulls convincingly win. I always just think about whenever I see the Raptors, I just think of how you're a thousand percent right. They do need a superstar player. I, I thought Siakam would become that player. Yes, he did. He's doing really well playing an all-star level, but a superstar level, they really do need that guy. That's why Kawhi Leonard got there and they won the championship. But you're right. You're you, you're right. Earlier this season, they really do need a, a star player. Maybe that is Zach Levine, but who knows? Oh, man, I, I love my guy Caruso. Um, on the Bulls, so I think I'm going to agree with you and go. Like, even though the, the Raptors were my team earlier this season, I'll, I'll I'll go on there with you, um, with the with the Bulls. So if these matchups hold right, it will be the Chicago Bulls taking on the Atlanta Hawks for the eighth spot to play, or I guess get sacrificed against the Milwaukee Bucks. Who do you think wins that game between the Atlanta Hawks versus the Chicago Bulls? Now that's a that's a closer game, because. Uh, you would need, because of the Pat Beverly factor, and I know people are shaking their head right now, because of the Pat Beverly factor, I'm taking the Chicago Bulls. I think when you have a guy like him along with Caruso, um, and then you got DeRozan that could go off, um, and you have Levine, I see the Bulls winning, but not convincingly. But if I had to choose, I'd take the Chicago Bulls to beat the Atlanta Hawks. I think I'm there with you, too. Like the point of attack defense you have against like Caruso and Pat Bev might put um, Trey Young in hell in that whole game. And Andre Drummond is playing pretty damn well. I've caught a couple of his last couple games, his last two weeks. Dude's no slum. Well, I, he did. He did have that mental health break there. That's why he didn't play against the Lakers that that second matchup. So I'm I'm glad he's getting like he's he, he was playing better. I honestly missed the last couple of Chicago Bulls games, so I'm glad he's looking a little bit better. I know he had to take a little, little bit of a break there, so that's good for Drummond. Um, I, they're not going to beat the, the Bucs, but it's, it'll be good for them to get into the playoffs. 
because you know you're you're a big backer of the Bulls. I think Ro was also a big backer of the Bulls too. So it's good for them to get in. Let's move on to the 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 playoff matchup. So we talked about the play-ins. We'll get into more of a playoff analysis probably on our Thursday podcast you'll, that'll come out on Friday, um, previewing the at least the three the the four and six, three and five, and two and seven matchups. The eighth matchups most likely will, won't be decided by then. So let's let's now look at the Suns versus the Clippers. The Clippers could have potentially uh, tanked their game today against the Suns and then had to fall down to the sixth seed to play the Kings, but they won. So it'll be the Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, CP3 Suns versus the uh, Paul George list, but Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook Clippers. What are your initial thoughts on this series? I would stay away from the Suns at all costs. To have the cojones to say, okay, let's go. Power to you. Do I think Tyron Lue is an excellent coach? I think he is up there. I will give him that. I saw him coach. I'll coach Diamond Ham. I've seen him out coach a lot of coaches. Like that dude is a great coach. Um, you know, he pushed LeBron to his limits, won championships. I don't. I, I guess if you look at it, like you got Durant, you got Kawhi, right? Kawhi shooting out of his mind, right? Like just knocking down threes left and right. Then you got Devin Booker, and then you go back to the Clippers. And who who's who are you thinking of? Like Westbrook? And then you got Chris Paul. I just think it's three really good players against one great player, but then a really solid bench. Um, so with that being said, it might be a series, Matt. It really might be a series because we talk about being deep, and they're deep. So it's going to be a deep army versus three massive soldiers put to battle. DeAndre Aiden is the Suns' fourth best player. I think we can agree on that one. How much yeah, how, yeah, yeah. is how much is, is he a factor in the series? I, I look. You you may laugh, but I I think a Zubak is like a number three weapon here for the Clippers, and I I I don't think he's I don't think he's quite frankly I like him. He can do a lot. Um, I like Zubak a lot, so. I'm not scared of Aiden. I think uh, him and Zubak is actually going to be a fun matchup. So before even looking into this deeply, I, I think we'll we'll do our research and give you a, a, a good preview of this of this matchup come uh, come our Thursday Friday pod. Um, initially, are you willing to pick the Clippers to beat the Suns or just because no, of the depth? No. But yeah, so how, how many games are you thinking thinking initially? <laughs> Uh, probably six. six games, I'd yeah. say Suns, Suns and six. Oh boy, Maybe five. yeah. I I think I would have to agree with you. It might be five, but yeah, um, they're not going to get more than one game. Where I, I don't think they are. So yeah, you, yeah. Well, now if, if they had Paul George, different story. Well, that's the thing. Paul George uh, had put something out on on Twitter that there's a you know the, I forgot the exact quote. I, I'll put you'd look it up on Twitter, but there's a potentially he might play. So it's either there, it's either he's trying to manipulate the Suns that you know it's a game plan for him, or he's actually trying to get out there. But again, how effective will he be with that you know injured injured uh, injured knee? I know the 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 Clippers are the kings of load management, so. If he starts feeling bad on that knee, how much how, how much are they really going to push it? I don't know. We'll kind of get into it more later in the week when we get into our deeper analysis. Let's move on to the Battle of Northern Northern California, the Battle of the Bay. 
third seed Sacramento Kings light the beam. They're back in the playoffs versus the defending champion Golden State Warriors. Who? So initial thoughts on this matchup, Battle of the Bay between the Kings and the Warriors. Warriors. It's not even. It's not. I don't. I don't even see it being. I, I feel bad because I don't give the Kings any credit, but. but I, do they deserve any credit? I mean, they had a great season. Great. Good for you. Um, now you're going against the veteran season all-stars five. I'm going to say um, Warriors in five. In fact, the odds might go for the Kings because it's early and they don't know how they're going to play. But I bet, you know, my bankroll on the Warriors covering and winning the first game. I'm curious to see the over on on each of those games because, the defense of the Warriors, you know, I, I would say is better than defense of the Kings, but they're both known to give up a lot of points, especially this season. So if you're looking at maybe like a like a 280, <laughs> 270 sort of over under on those games, I'd like to see the first one. Um, but yeah, the Kings haven't, it's their, it's their first time in a long time, first time since 2007, like we had mentioned in previous podcasts, and the defending the defending champion Warriors are the defending champs. They're, they're, they're the defending champs for a reason. Like, do... I guess does the road record that the Warriors have? I think they're they were ten and thirty this season. Does that or eleven and thirty this season? Does that scare you at all? Them being such a bad on the road? Absolutely not. Why? Because we've watched them the last six or seven years. Like, but what? So like, what? They've been old, they've been good road teams in the past. They're their championship seasons, but this season they were mm-hmm. ten and thirty. Like, like something what? happened. Injuries happened. Maybe they didn't try. Look. The longer you've been good with this many players, the more games you lose in the regular season. That's just what it is. Like, you know, the de- they know that it's playoff time. I, I'm I'm confident that they know it's like time to go, right? So it's going to be a completely different team because they've been there so much. So the urgency, like even Steve Kerr doesn't panic when they lose. Like it's just. I, it, it it is what it is. They're gonna they're gonna dominate. I, they win in five. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because the the road games for this series will be in Sacramento. Like, if there was anything, if there's any issue with the Warriors, is that they weren't playing at home. Um, but then if they're going to play anyone, the Kings would be the next best team to play because they're playing so close to San Francisco. Um, and since San Francisco and you know, Sacramento are fairly close to each other, there's not going to be. Plus, you know, there, there's that thing of because the Warriors had so many, you know, casual fans now since they've been good for so long, they might be they might have more fans in Sacramento uh, than we normally think there would be. Um, that they might be able to. It's challenge. a two hour Matt. It's a two hour. It's about an hour and a half, two hour drive maybe. Yeah. Um, like uh, someone, another podcast said this that that this this exact take. So I'm apologies for if I can't remember who who brought that up, but yeah, it's it's they might have like as far as the Kings, the Kings fans are gonna show up because they haven't been there for so long. But then also the the Warriors fans, since it is you know, oh yeah, I'm sorry. The the, the take was since the Oakland fans, since the Warriors used to play in Oakland, they can't afford to go watch the Warriors in San Francisco because it's so expensive. They'll be going to Sacramento because it's cheaper to watch a game in Sacramento as opposed to going to to San Francisco to play. So you'll see a lot more Warriors fans there. there. So I think I might agree with you. I might give them one more game, maybe Warriors in six, um, instead of war instead of instead of Warriors in five. But I, yeah, I think the Warriors are going to win that series. But, Agreed. Yeah. 
five or six. Yeah. Okay, so we're on the same page yeah. there. Let's move on to the East. We had talked about this last podcast, but you know, Julius Randall is now is now hurt. Um, how much? How effective will he be going to the series? It's the four seeded Cleveland Cavaliers versus the fifth seeded New York Knicks. I think I have you on record to saying the Knicks are going to win this series, but with Julius Randall out officially, before we do, we do our big research, what, what are your initial thoughts on that series again? So is he out the whole series? I see What's that's the, the thing. Most- I think I have to do. I have to check that out um, and see where he's where, where he's at. But let's say he's hurt, right? Let's uh, without really knowing for sure. Let's just say he's hurt. Okay, Cleveland wins. Done. Right. How many games are you thinking? Without Julius Randle? Hurt Julius Randle. Let's say he's like 75%. Uh, changes things, man. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he's hurt, like, if he's so a little Jimmy bit hurt. Hurt's he's not playing, but 75% of Julius Randle, I'll still take it. Yeah. Because he plays hard. Yeah, let's say 75% Julius Randle in the series. Like, I don't think he can return to 100%. He just got, he recently just got hurt. So let's say a seventy-five percent. Does does what's the what's the? Injury? I think it's a. Well, hold on, let me look. Okay, as of March thirtieth, that was ten days ago, uh, reported by um, CBS, uh, Julius Randle will miss the last five games of the regular season, um, and he'll be reevaluated in two weeks. So that's a few games, a few days from now, um, by because he sprained his left ankle against the Heat, so it's an ankle injury. That's they'll be reevaluated here in probably a few more days to see how he's going to go. And he's already he's already had eight days to heal the same. Mm-hmm, correct. Correct. Yeah, he'll be fine. OK, he'll be. He'll, that's, he'll be OK, fine. so they have Julius Randall. I don't who cares about percentages. They already let's say they have him back. What, what, what I'm sticking there? with the Knicks. I'm sticking with the oh, Knicks. Hey, there you go. How many games? Five. Six. Six. Sorry. <clears throat> I meant to say seven, six. Okay, Nixon six. I'll go the other way. I still think the 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 Cavs, especially adding Donovan Mitchell, I, I I think they move on. I don't think they beat Milwaukee next round, but that's good for them. I think they move on. Seventy Sixers versus the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, this is what's going to happen. The Brooklyn Nets are going to win Game One and shock everyone. It's going to be like, oh my god, oh my god, um, and then Philly's going to take control of the series and win. So, um, I would say Philadelphia in six. I'd say Brooklyn wins one at home and then maybe one on the road. But um, it's not going to be a walk in the park, but uh, Philadelphia will win. Yeah, Embiid's going to win the MVP. I think that's pretty much... I, I know him and Giannis were kind of going back and forth and Jokic kind of fell off, but Embiid's going to win the MVP. He's going to have to prove it. Like he's have to kick everybody's ass this playoffs to feel to feel to to prove to the fans and prove to himself, prove to the whole NBA that he is a, like one of the best player, like a top three player in this league because he's been runner up, runner up at MVPs the last couple of seasons and his teams have kind of have, have fallen off. They haven't done as well as they should have been. So if MB can prove that he is one of the best in the best players in the league he's going to have to destroy this Brooklyn Nets team maybe in five and then go ahead and try to beat that either the Heat or the Celtics in five or six so I think it's a prove it year for Embiid I think you're right I think I, I actually if you want to put money on that on that Brooklyn Nets game one I think they might be getting plus you know maybe plus 200 plus 300 odds on that one I would put money on the Nets to win game one and then the the Sixers to wallop them the rest of the series so I, I, I agree with you there um, 
yeah so yeah so that was exciting today um outside of the plans playing stuff that we got our predictions well again we'll do some more research come back on thursday come back on friday record something for you guys for the weekend the playoffs will start on saturday the play on the play in will be this week gons you have any closing thoughts here before we leave today no man so happy excited for tuesday there is nothing like a one game elimination and i know with the seven eight it's a two game elimination but still um that's that's what makes March Madness unique. So I'm I love this playing tournament. I know some people don't. So um gotta bring it, right? Can't mess up, can't have an off night. So well, that's that's pretty much all I got. What were your thoughts on that mid season tournament that's gonna happen here next start? I think it's starting next season. It's like the players will get an extra five hundred grand if they win this mid season tournament. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Or do you have any thoughts at all on that? I, I love it. I, lo- I love March Madness. So if that's the situation and it's a really good, Matt, we might be going to Vegas during that tournament instead of March Madness. Like, you know, we Mitch March Madness because my kid was really little this year. But, um, you know, those one game tournaments where they have four or five games in one day, that's like a sportsman's dream. Right. Um, so no, for yeah, sure. No, like I- those. I remember those bubble games that were like at one o'clock in the afternoon those are the best because you could just watch nba nba games all day and then bet if you've ever betting on them you could bet them all day as opposed to you know five o'clock you know once you get off of work so hopefully they bring something like that where their you know, their games are kind of happening throughout the day that would be a, an interesting wrinkle for those games we are now joined by a friend of the podcast host way he currently lives in Utah, but is from Southern California. He's down here visiting for the week. How have you been? Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me on. It's been great. Um, enjoying the warm summer weather here in well, spring, but we already have summer weather down here in Cali. And yeah, I'm excited to be on the podcast and talk some basketball because I know, I know we had a, a lot to talk about um, the past the past like two, three weeks of just seeing all these games play through and the standings are finally settled in. For sure. For sure. You've been, you ever, a lot of the Instagram posts I've seen of you, have you been skiing? So how expert are you at skiing right now since you've been there in Utah? Oh man. If if I have put this on a a tennis rating, (laughs) I'm probably at least like a, a four, like I'm an intermediate now. It's not, I'm not pro. I can, I've gone on a couple. The The skiing is, um, they, they rate them on systems, right? Like each, each downhill that you go to. So green, beginner, easy. Blue, that's going to be a little bit more challenging. Like you're going to need to know how to slow yourself down, uh, change the direction. And then black, um, it all depends how much, you know, you value your life going down the black sometimes. <laughs> those are those black diamonds that they call them. They're going down them as, a, as you know, my first season, I only have 10 runs in. Man, I did not know what I was signing up for. At times you feel like it was almost a vertical drop. Um, but my my one takeaway from skiing is you can learn something at like, a later age and and uh it's also later age you're like, you're, you're like 26 right 27 oh i just <laughs> I, I just turned 30 
<laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You just turned 30? What? Yeah, just turned 30. The ba- I, I was the baby in the office. Right? No, no more. Oh my god. <laughs> just turned 30? And, uh, what the heck's going on right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah I just turned 37. Yeah, no, that's, 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 seemed, that, that's about right. I remember when you turned that's, 21. That's right. Jesus yeah. <laughs> Christ. Man, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. I'm just feeling old. Let's, let's let's get into the basketball before I start to. Well, right. I guess before that, it, it, you said skiing, right? Not really snowboarding. You said your your friends had tried snowboarding and they kind of failed. So for you, it's more mostly skiing. Oh yeah, right? yeah. If any, if you ever want to try any winter winter sports, just go straight to skiing. Snowboarding, yes, it looks cool, but it's it's not fun having to learn all those different dynamics. Like every time you fall and have to get up. It's it's way easier to get up on skis as opposed to getting up on a snowboard. It's also just overall easier to to see because there's a lot of people skiing and you can just you can also use your poles for balance. And I I feel like a lot of the time people think I'm like oh it doesn't look as cool. I'm like no trust me the the people skiing out there they're flying. Like I've gone down with uh, my my coworker who who actually moved here from Switzerland and she skied her whole life. I can't catch up to her no matter how fast I go. Um, I'm like over here risking it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to probably break something at this point. <laughs> at least you have you know, good tutelage. You have someone to chase. So it's like you see someone doing so really well and you have to try to get as good as them, right? You're not like trying to, well, I guess that's good. I guess that you have a, a coworker that that's yeah. able to do that. So how long have you been in um, SoCal you, since you came, since you came back? Like a week, a couple of days. Uh, oh no! Today's like my first day. Really? Here. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you missed the crazy weather that we had here. We mentioned this every pod. It was just randomly raining here in Southern California. You brought in the, mm-hmm. the sun, so good for you. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna have any rain in SoCal anytime. So let's get let, let's get on to the basketball. Uh, enough of the ski and, and weather talk. Yeah. All right. So as we're recording here, the regular season's finally over. Uh, the Lakers are the seventh seed. The Minnesota Timberwolves are the eighth seed. Uh, the uh, New Orleans Pelicans are the ninth seed, and the Oklahoma City Thunder are the tenth seed. Unfortunately, for Hostway, he will not be seeing any postseason basketball in Utah as they fell out of the playing out of the playing tournament. Um, last few games, they did lose the Lakers twice and kind of just didn't do well, kind of set their players the last couple of games of the season. So you're at the couple of those games, uh, Josue. What are the, what's kind of the attitude around Utah? I, I watched the last game against, I believe it was the Kings, um, before they played the Lakers this past one. And it seemed like the energy was you know pretty positive given that they didn't make the playoffs. But, you know, with this group, it was more of like a, I guess, a, um, like a plus if they made the playoffs anyway. So what's the vibe around Utah right now, uh, knowing that they didn't get into the playoffs? Uh, the the vibe around Utah is, well, we have a uh, Laurie Markkinen. Like that's, that's about it. <laughs> um, it's crazy. Cause now I, I think at this point, we still don't have any word on Jordan Clarkson's uh, contract stuff. So we'll see there. But if anything, um, you can start seeing that people are really questioning if they're going to do any season tickets. Uh, the, the last time I went to the stadium, they, they were kind of pushing that a couple times while we were there. I know, I know at this point in age, like not this, this point in the season, you kind of get all those like, Oh, Hey, season tickets for this are rolling through. Like, Hey, 
um, I think I went to a Clippers game once and the guys emailed me like for the past three years straight. And I think finally this year he stopped emailing me. So I'm, I'm glad for that. <laughs> and the, the one thing with the Utah is I've been getting constant like reminders, Hey, season tickets. I'm like, that's nice. I'm still not going to get season tickets. It's like for what he's didn't bring anyone in that I would consider locking down season tickets for like, Bring in some old superstar. I don't care. Bring back Carmelo. <laughs> Something. Right. Like, it's good that there's excitement with the Jordan Clarkson. You know, he was on the Lakers team when you were down here, working, working down here. So it's good, good excitement there. Lori Marketing, like you said. But, yeah, as far as getting a superstar, that, that that's actually a really good point because they kind of need someone there to kind of push him up to the next level and to drive that. So maybe like I hate this is that like a Dame Lillard sort of situation. They have all those. They have a lot of picks. Um, can uh, a Dame Lillard and a Laurie Markin? Because really Dame Lillard, there's no trade. There's a no trade clause. They have a bunch of picks. Why not try to get him? Try to make a run for it. You know. Yeah. Um. I I think. Oh, well, when they traded for Russell, I was really hoping he would stay, even though there's so much like you know animosity with the city itself and Russell, but I was like, you know what? I, I would pay for season tickets. I'd probably go to more games like this season. I didn't go to as many games as I did the year before. And it was just because who am I going to go see? I was like, I've seen Jordan Clarkson play a lot. So right. You had Donovan. I was last like, year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I had Donovan. So like those, they, they would just bring the energy and, now it's just like, um, at this point, well, I think they have a soccer team. Maybe I should go watch that instead. <laughs> right. Like that got big in Seattle too. I'm not sure if Utah has a, or Salt Lake City has a soccer team, MLS team. You, you, you might know that better than I do. But yeah, the, the excitement has to come back there. Um, but first and foremost, you know, once you started, once we we're, were former coworkers and I kind of helped you get into the Lakers a little bit as we're co-workers back in the day. So with the Lakers now, they're the seventh seed. Have you got to watch a few other games? What are your thoughts on this current Lakers team? Ooh, so I was actually in, well, for the first Utah, for the first um, Utah versus Laker game, I was actually in Utah and I, I went there, saw the game. Man, it was I'll be my with just my heart pounding because they started off really, the Lakers started off really slow, ended up coming back, bringing up a, a, like a good bunch of points to, to buffer them from, you know, having to really play. And out of nowhere, you just kept creeping back and they went into overtime. Luckily, Lakers won. So it was great to go to a overtime game and, you know, see LeBron play, see like Anthony Davis, but as a as a Laker fan, I'm like, did I really need this towards the end of the season? Like you guys with all those usage minutes, you have the Clippers tomorrow. I was like, that sucks for for everyone who's uh, in Los Angeles. I was already thinking, which they didn't, but I was thinking they were going to just bench uh, LeBron and AD for that game. That's right. You had talked about that earlier that day. You had called me to see if they were playing or not, and I thought they would. <laughs> yeah, that was an, actually a really <laughs> good game to go to. Really fun. Outside of the whole... Yes, the Lakers looked tired against the Clippers. That game in a vacuum was really fun. 
Like, I watched that game. Yes, they should have yeah. won that easily. They're up by 10 with, I think, 90 seconds to go, and they squandered the lead because Kelly Olenek had a random three. Damian <laughs> Jones was hit three for three for threes. That was crazy. So, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I, I get it for sure. But as far as, like, the Lakers being seventh, they started 2-10 to start the season. And they got rid of Russell, and then they got D'Lo and Vanderbilt and Beasley. Like, how far do you think these do you think these Lakers could win the championship this year? Man, I think I think uh, for that initial call where we did the like, oh hey, what do you think the record is going to be for the last games? I think I said fifteen and eight, but we can obviously go back sometime and check it, but. Um, they ended up sixteen and seven, right? I, think that's what it was. I mean, considering the, the they had didn't have LeBron for the majority of that, so going sixteen and seven down the stretch, that's that was amazing. Honestly, that might have been miraculous, no, for sure. Yeah. So at this point, I'm just thinking uh, there's there's a lot of talk saying like, oh, well, you don't want these issues popping up, like these teams like slowly trying to you know call back at the leads that the Lakers have made. Like you want all these issues fixed now. Um, I think just LeBron does a great job uh, finding all those those extra ways to make points and and put the team together and really just bond. And I think I think they'll go pretty far in this actual playoff run. Um, it will all be depending on you know how far uh, AD will take us. <laughs> oh, one thousand percent. So, You're right. It's LeBron could do so much, but to to get deep in the playoffs, AD is going to have to have a good run. So I agree with you there. Do you think the Lakers have the supporting cast? I mean, in 2020, yes, they have the supporting cast. Defensively, they're amazing. This year, not so much defensively amazing, but they might be better offensively. So what are your thoughts on the like the Laker role players um, go, going into the playoffs? I, I think you guys... Uh, well, I think you had like this conversation of who who your top nine in rotation would be. And just from going to a game and seeing the game, I was like, I was just thinking, if if you don't have Schroeder, if you don't have D'Lo, Reeves, like on the floor at all times, you're you're not going to get too far. And the the main thing that I was kind of seeing is they they were they were kind of slow to get back on defense, and. Is at at the at the end of the day, playoffs is just all defense. And yes, they have like a high defense rating for you know the last few games of the season, so that brings some promise. I think th- this all goes back to that one like Kobe quote: like they have, they they already have what they need to win the championship. At this point, they just got to do it. So it, it's all up to health. I think they can actually do it, and it, it also stems on. On one of my theories about why uh, Utah and the Denver Nuggets have been one of the strong, strongest preseason, uh, strongest regular season teams, like just in the past couple of years. And I, to go off like on a tangent, I just think it's it's all this elevation, being an athlete and moving to a higher higher elevation. I'm just like, man, this this got me winded. So now I'm just thinking, oh, well, half of your games are regular season games in in your home state with this high elevation. They just have that much more of an advantage. And then when they go to other states with less elevation, 
you you get even you get even more of an advantage because now you don't get second winded. You have all this extra oxygen to actually process and use while you're playing. Um, but I definitely think that the Lakers will uh, like. I think we will see them in the actual Western like playoffs. But a couple of these Eastern teams are just really scary, and I still chalk it up to saying Milwaukee just knows what they're doing and they're just going to take. So that was actually going to be my next next question. You brought up the East. I still think it's going to be Milwaukee. So it sounds like you're going to do you think it's going to be Milwaukee, but outside of Milwaukee, like between the, I, I guess it's going to be the Boston Celtics, the 76ers, and I guess you get there, the Cavs and even the Knicks in there outside of Milwaukee. Is there any, any other team you fear out East? I, I I was thinking a little bit about this uh, earlier, and I think I fear fear and also really want to see the Nets. I really want to see the Nets um, just prove themselves because miraculously, even with without their star players who got all traded away, they're going to be in it. They're they're going to be in the playoffs, um, and I feel like they kind of have that chip on their shoulder, like, hey, we're all the the castaways. We we got you know excommunicated from our teams for these star players who now like, you know, we, we know their situations on their teams apparently. And we're, we're going to see them play. So I think, I think they, they might actually do good. Yes. They're a new bunch, but at, at this point in age, you see what, it, what it takes to win the playoffs is just having a deep team. And I think that's what they have. <clears throat> like their deepness will just get them there. All right, Josue, let's make that call. They're the sixth seed going against the Philadelphia 76ers in the first round of the playoffs. Will you make that first bold prediction going into these playoffs? The Nets will beat the 76ers. Hmm. If, if Ben, if Ben Simmons wasn't out, then I would say hundred percent. Yes. Um, you think there there's a little bit of more motivation if Ben Simmons was actually playing? I think so. Yeah. So you're not willing uh, to go down. On, you're not willing to make that that hot take. Man, I'll, I'll take the hot take. There you I'll go. Do it. See, I, if, I, if I, it does happen, this way called it. At least say it with your yeah. chest. If you think they're that good of a team, then uh, the Sixers maybe James Harden fails in the playoffs like he's always been. So yeah, so I know you wanted to bring up the Nets. I wanted to see if we can get there as far as picking them over the Sixers because again, no one's doing it. But if they if they actually pull that off, then you could definitely get that feather in your cap. Like Josue is the one who called it because I'm not going <laughs> to call it. The way. You're going to be the one. Oh, I wanted to see that happen hey. now. Hey, we have they have a uh, Cam Thomas. Yeah, I think he just scored, scored like 40, 43 points today. I think it was. So, I know, right? Like you like, have you have a gunner off the bench. You you have Mikael Bridges played eighty three games this season, one more than all the other teams because he got traded over to Brooklyn. So you have him you know, as a standout. A bunch of three and D wings to throw at Harden, to throw at Tobias Harris. Yes, you're a little bit undersized against Embiid, but Embiid has to prove himself come playoff time now. So, I mean, I, I'm again, I'm not going to be brave enough to do it, but for you to have that bravery <laughs> to do that, congratulations. So, all right, uh, last podcast, you ha- you said you had a couple questions for me or a question for me. Um, now's your time to ask that question. What what what, what do you have, Josue? All right, so my question is: Which player in the last five years do you think retired too soon? 
and that you would have continued to like like to see him play at least like one more season, two more seasons, whatever it is. If it was longer than five years, I would have liked to see uh, what happened to Chris Bosh in Miami. That that just sucks because as he won these championships with LeBron and Wade, and then um, LeBron left, but he's the one who stayed. But he had his random heart condition. And he had to retire six years ago. So I feel bad. I wish we had seen him like in the last chapter of his career. Let's see what he what he would have done with the Heat. Um, last five years, though, like the one that comes to mind is imagine 2020 Rondo in the bubble on this Lakers team, um, so, you know, with his hoops, hoops IQ and the way he, like, I'm not sure, like, he probably doesn't have it anymore, but I mean, for being a crafty player, he probably could have contributed to this Lakers team, at least with the hoops IQ and defensive end, his shooting was off and on, but Man, I would have loved to see Rajon Rondo on another contending team one more season, but he hasn't played all season. I don't think he's in shape. I think he's fully retired, but yeah, Rajon Rondo is my answer. I, I, again, uh, just off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure there's better better answers, but yeah, I would have loved to see Rondo on this team, on this Lakers team. No, definitely, definitely would have loved to see Rondo get us another chip because he was instrumental after... Uh, damn, totally blanking on the guy that... Um, couldn't go to the bubble because. Uh, oh yeah, when um Avery Bradley couldn't get in. Yeah, no, Avery Bradley. Sure. Yes, yeah, Avery Bradley couldn't get into the bubble because of uh, personal family issues. So yes, he he held that that team up together too. Like that that was probably one of the best things. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you caught this. Did you Did you happen to watch the the Heat game today? Did I, I unfortunately I didn't watch a lot of the first halves of these of these basketball games today. I did go watch the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is pretty good. Ooh. You know, seven and a half out of ten yeah. for me. It was pretty solid. Not like a super great movie, but yeah, it was pretty solid for me. But yeah, I didn't watch that. I unfortunately did not watch the Heat game today. Yeah, I think they actually um, announced that it was Haslam's uh, last. Oh, game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Last yeah, regular that, season. That game. was fun. Yeah, I did see those yeah. highlights on Twitter though, for sure. Yeah, twenty four points. Hey, shout out to him. No, for sure. You know, no, he's he stayed with the team as pretty much a player coach for the last couple of seasons. For him to go out that way, I saw him hit that random like he got subbed in, hit that that random three. So you know, kudos to forty year old Udonis Haslam, still kind of you know showing out this last game. They're not going to need him for the playoffs, but he's really just there as more bench support and coach support. But yeah, definitely props to that guy, hundred percent. All right, man. Um, thank you for coming on. Is there anything else you wanted to get get off? Any takes you want to get off before we leave today? Ah, oh, man. No, you know what? It's been great. Like I'm, I've been excited to to talk to you guys uh, with hoops all the season. Um, hopefully, we'll have some more takes after. Uh, well, in the middle of of uh, what's called the playoffs, and oh, for sure, for sure, uh, we'll, we'll 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 bring you on maybe second round of the playoffs and get your. Um, get your opinions there going into the Western Con- or the conference semifinals. You know, hopefully the Lakers by that time had beaten the the, the Grizzlies and will maybe play the either the Kings or the or the Warriors. We'll see what happens there. So, yeah, um, thanks, so I appreciate you coming on, and we'll take we'll we'll talk to you next time. And that will be it for us today. Crazy, crazy last day of the season. We didn't even get into sh- the shoving match between the Clippers, Mason Plumley, and Bones Highland on the bench. I hope the chemistry isn't affected in their matchup against the Suns. One thing before I sign off. 
Before the start of the season, there was an incident between Draymond Green and his teammate Jordan Poole, where Draymond Green punched Poole during a practice. Rudy Gobert of the Timberwolves tweeted out after the incident, Insecurity is always loud. Fast forward to today, after Rudy Gobert was sent home after punching teammate Kyle Anderson during a timeout, Draymond Green tweeted, Insecurity is always loud. Funny little story as we head into the playoffs. Thank you, Gons and Josue, for joining me today. The 7-8 play-in games are on Tuesday. The 9-10 play-in games are on Wednesday. The loser of the Tuesday games play the winners of the Wednesday games on Friday. And the playoffs start next Saturday. We'll try to record on Thursday or Friday night, so you'll be prepped for the games this weekend. Should be a fun week. Thank you all for the support. Have a great week.